0: Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey everyone, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. I hope you're all having a great time. i just finished up the long weekend here. Uh, In fact, it's another public holiday today in Odalia. So uh, I hope you're all having a great one. Hey, today I want to talk about something that's come up for two, funnily, uh, two of my clients. In fact, both of these clients, one-to-one clients working with me in the Grow, Serve and Shine business coaching package. They've both been working with me for about the same amount of time and they're coming, we're in about the final quarter of our six-month journey together. So we were sort of um, reflecting on what's been going on and where they're at. And and they've both been going through the process of considering how far they've come and what they've implemented and what they've learned and what they've released and let go of. And they both seem to hit an interesting point. Uh, Same day, I was speaking with them back to back and this, this theme emerged. So I thought, you know what? I suspect that this is a sign and that it might be relevant for other people who are listening into the podcast as well. So we're going to be talking about that today, specifically looking at the trinity of Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva and how actually it applies to your business, considering those archetypes and what lessons can be learned there. Uh, And of course, an opportunity for Amy to nerd out a lot about yoga, yoga philosophy, business. And your own awesomeness. Hey, before we go any further today, special shout out to Jared Jazzy J. If you're listening to this right now, stop it. (laughs) Send me a shopping list. (laughs) Right, now back to it. So so, uh, what do we know? Here's what we know. Oh, hang on. Before I tell you here's what we know, let me remind you all that the registrations are open for the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat in Thailand in 2020. It looks like the 17th of January is when we meet you in Chiang Mai, load you all into some vans, drive you off to my favorite place in the world for a week of nourishment on all levels. Uh, Yes, that's it. Check it out, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. Tier 1, AKA super, super early bird, almost sold out one place left at time of recording. Then we got to tier two pricing. So have at it folks. If you're coming, if you've been before and you'd love to come back, we know that lots of people come multiple times. Love that. Um, <laughs> you're always welcome back. I've been going to that retreat center since 2008. Uh, can't get enough of that good, good stuff. amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats and do hit me up with any questions about that because it is super important that you make the right choice for yourself uh whether it's the right experience for you or not we've got people coming from far afield so far countries that have not been represented at the abundant yoga teacher retreat to date i'm really excited about that you all are coming in from everywhere so fun okay that's that now back to the topic at hand brahma vishnu and shiva and your business uh, and why I think uh, it's important to consider these things. So here we go. So we know that uh, we know that I'm going to let me just preamble. I apologize. Let me just do this first. I'm going to be ridiculously reductive talking about concepts that are inherently complex and and varied and nuanced and subtle. So I get it. If I I may offend you in the clumsy, heavy handed way I'm about to approach this topic. I just want to put that out there. You can send me feedback if you want, Jai. And I'm not proposing for a moment that I'm any type of, uh, you know, great scholar of the Upanishads or whatever, Vedic literature at all. I'm going to do rough and ready here, uh, which is not going to stand up to academic interrogation. Just so we're clear, I'm going to be using some stories. Help you think about your business. Metaphor. Yes. Storytelling. Excellent. So here's what we know. Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, right? The dudes, the bromance. They're like the guys. They're the main men. Uh, And we know that Brahma is the creator. Yeah. Uh, Vishnu is the sustainer. The maintenance guy <laughs> makes it sound like he should be wearing overalls. Don't send me hate email. I told you I was going to be heavy handed here. And Shiva is, you know, destroyer of the universe um, uh, in order to recreate. So, um, look, Rama, um, first member of the of the trinity, he is the builder, he's the creator, he is um, the. Uh, what brings things into manifestation. And so then uh, Shiva is the force that pulls things back down, draws things to an end, the destroyer, if you like. But really, uh, for the the sake of this conversation, the energy or the feeling tone that brings things to completion. And then in the middle, we have Vishnu, that qualities here, again, for the sake of this conversation, which is about sustaining and maintaining things. And so, so um, if you like the, if we think about these qualities in terms of like in the workplace, is the ideas guy, he wants to get the flip chart out. He wants to um, have uh, 10 coffees with 10 different people in a week to talk about possibilities, joint ventures, ideas, let's do these things together. He, uh, he, he's always thinking about stuff, always coming up with plans, always having the vision. Uh, As opposed to Shiva, who has more of that. You know, we know Shiva, the Adi Yogi, the first Yogi. He lived in a cave for a really long time until poverty managed to talk him out of it. You know, he was committed to um, going in, like internal, closing the eyes, right, Uh, retreating, being the um, being the aesthetic. Um, And so, his quality in the workplace is. Tying up loose ends, completing things, submitting things, uh, firing people, uh, dissolving partnerships, shedding responsibilities or shedding obligations that no longer serve. I think it's also, you know, there's there's an energy of like simplifying there as well. You know, Shiva just did live in a cave and do his sadhana and that's it. Uh, it's not like Indra who was out there, you know, Indra from of the Indreas out there having a good old party and riding around on an elephant and all that sort of stuff. No, he wasn't doing that. He was, with the exception of one saucy night in the forest, which is a whole other story, um, <laughs> getting freaky, uh, Adishesha style in the Tilli Forest, with the exception of of that, with Mohini, um, you know, Shiva had a fairly, it was about going within um, and staying uh, focused and and pure. And so those sorts of qualities in the workplace, simplifying, refining, shedding, releasing, dissolving, they're the qualities in business that the Shiva phase really represents. Now, the reason that this conversation came up with my clients uh, this past week is because they find themselves both in fact in the Vishnu phase, which is that the sustainer energy, the maintenance energy. And when you've been in rapid growth that can actually feel uncomfortable. That can actually feel, um, uh, can actually feel foreign. It can feel strange because you're so used to growing and growing and growing that actually when you hit that plateau, it sort of feels weird, like is it lazy or or is there a fear that's coming up that, that that you're not doing enough? you know these these different types of feelings can come up, so to be clear, when we think about um, Vishnu he has the the feeling tone of being the preserver, so he um, he has the energy of reliability of stability of um of of uh consistency and these things if we're not used to them (laughs) actually can feel quite strange you know if you're a freelancer and you work for yourself chances are you're probably a bit and trophy with your income you're probably, if you're trying to do, uh, you know, good livelihood, uh, prosperity-wise, you probably rock in quite a few classes. Maybe you also have kids at home or have a part-time or full-time job and whatever else, doing other things. You're a massage therapist as well, whatever. Um, and so it could feel, and in fact, it can all be quite go, 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 go. And when there's nothing kind of disastrous happening, it can feel quite uncomfortable. I know I have uh, a client of mine and, and uh, we talk about how 2018 for her was the year of putting out fires because everything was like that. Everything was, she was either <laughs> radical Brahma or radical Shiva and there was no Vishnu phase at all. She was either like building stuff, doing the work, tapasya, tapasya, making it happen or like cleaning up the mess. Um, as things were being, you know, as, as things were crumbling down around her crappy, um, crappy joint venture partners, uh, staff that needed to go renegotiating leases and venues and all of that sort of stuff. It was the year of putting out fires. <clears throat> as opposed to 2019, we were really focused on this is the year of maintenance. This is the year of sustaining, preserving, of cultivating a sense of stability But for so many of us, it's foreign. And so today I want to talk about, in particular, when we think about Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva in your business, I really want to celebrate and unpack what that Vishnu energy is, what you can do to foster it, why it's good, what it is and also what it's not. So let's start with talking a bit more about how it shows up in business. So think, think about this. You have gone and done a whole lot of implementation you realize this this happens all the time actually when people complete my growing your yoga business program the first sort of four modules it's like go whoa hang on I need an accounting system I need a profit and loss statement you need I need to change my website I need to have some kind of scheduling software for my social media oh I need to start to look at the process I use for marketing my classes oh I need to actually fix up that paperwork and submit that to yoga Alliance and do the do and whatnot. I need to go back and resolve all of my outstanding tax stuff that I haven't done for ages. Oh crap. I need to like radically shift up my pricing schedule. There's a lot of creation that happens at the start. And once that gets done and handled and a process is put in place around it continuing to happen, we come into this phase of Vishnu energy of, Maintenance of continuity of stability, and I got to say, folks, it's sexy as hell, except at the start, because you don't know what it is, and it can feel like, you know, when um, I don't know if you have this, but but it's you know, it's a phenomenon that um, people talk about when they have full time jobs or really relentless life, and they go on holiday. I remember growing up, my dad had this. We had to go over on a holiday; It had to be at least a week long, because it would take my dad like two or three days to actually like down-regulate to be able to be on holidays because life was so relentless for him that the first three days of the holiday were really uncomfortable. It's like when you're doing a fast, you know, the first three days of a fast, suck the big one because it's like, whoa, hang on, I've stopped and I'm freaking out about the stopping. That happens when you start to move out of Brahma, radical creation into Vishnu, maintenance and sustaining. So know that if you are, and this is where my, Uh, This is where my clients were at when we had their sessions this week. They they felt a bit weird. Something feels weird because I'm slowing down and I don't want to... I I haven't felt like this for a long time. I haven't felt like this since we started working together. I want to check in what's happening. That's the Vishnu period. And so here's what the Vishnu period is not, however. It's not stopping doing things, in fact. It's about... Having established something in the Brahma phase, continuing to do it in the Vishnu phase, which has a different energy to it, right? So for example, you realize that, oh crap, actually I can get new students from Instagram if I'm consistently using Instagram. So I don't want to do that every day. I'm going to teach myself how to use an Instagram scheduling thing. I'm going to teach myself, I'm to do some of Amy's free training. I'm going to get my head around Uh What makes for a good comment? What makes for a good post? How are you using the hashtags that are good for me? And I'm gonna go once a month and sit down and plug all of that stuff in and then it's gonna just trickle feed out every day for the month and that's a new thing I gotta learn and I'm gonna get faster at it and I'm gonna do all of this research but I'm creating this, that's Brahma phase. Vishnu phase is every month I sit down at the start of the month and I plug in, whatever, 30 Instagram posts for the month. Takes me three hours and then I'm done. I'm not stopping my social media but what I am doing is I'm implementing the procedure or the system that I have created for myself regularly consistently no drama no real change just maintenance just ongoing use of the mm, vinyasa right the krama that I have made for myself the pattern the sequence so it doesn't feel as busy in the mind Because it's familiar, it's a pattern that we know already, but I'm not stopping doing it. I'm continuing to do it, I'm maintaining that effort, but it doesn't have that same um, sort of like prana to it as when you do something for the first time, or when you're teaching yourself something for the first time, or when you're trying to understand something that is new or a learning edge for you. So Vishnu energy is not, oh hell, I've done a whole bunch of work and now I'm going to take a month off. I deserve a break. No, (laughs) that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about creating all of your stuff and then not set and forget, but set and continue to implement. So it's not getting lazy. It's not trying to uh, cheat yourself of time or energy investment but it is actually relying on the structure that you have created for yourself. So think about it. Uh, here's one that I, I see this all the time in um, like Ekapada Nasana, right? I'm going to use an asana example. So pigeon, let's just say like for the sake of multiple lineages and jai the broad church of yoga, let's just say like basic pigeon. What do you call that? Ekapada Rajakapadanasana one? don't know. Whatever. Who cares? You know what I mean? Basic pigeon. And, and, what if we use this example, it looks like okay, so you learn how to do pigeon, that's Brahma. You do some creation stuff, you do some hip openers. Um, you know, you want to you want to be able to like externally rotate the femur on the front leg, you want to do some uh you want to do some uh hip flexor stuff so that you can really get that open the back leg, right? You probably want to get into some spinal work and tone up the a whole posterior chain in the back body so that you can be strong in the pose. It's not just about flexibility. It's about strength, pigeon, whatever, depending on what you're going to do with your arms. You might want to do some shoulder stuff. You you get my point. So you do all of that work to create the pose. You get yourself into the pose. You are in Ekapada Rajakapada Nasana Pigeon. And then you know this, you're all teachers. You've been walking around the room and some people are like in it, and some people are just kind of like hanging out in it. You know, I'm kind of, my pelvis is kind of like I'm all, I'm all actually leaning over on one side. And my foot, my back foot's kind of all turned in. And, and my, my thigh's kind of rolling out a bit. And ain't nothing going on in glute town. You know, just nice and cozy there. Make a pillow to lie on. But, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no walnuts being cracked on that. It's just kind of like hanging out. That's not maintenance phase. That's lazy. lazy. i lazy. And I know for you people who are more fascia dominant, you know, it's harder. Poor you, bendy people. <laughs> Must be hard being so flexible. My point is, yeah, sure, technically, are you in the post? Kind of. Depends. If you ask my teacher, he'd probably say no. If you ask me, I'd probably say no. But if you're in a class of 50 people and the teacher's up, the room, up front of the room and she's never coming around to see you anyway, no one's going to notice. I'm just going to hang out here. Let the glutes get soft. Um, do some whacked out stuff to my knees because my feet aren't in the game, and just kind of like wait till you tell me to do the next thing. That's not the Vishnu phase. The Vishnu phase is I'm in this pose. My feet are active. I'm toning my glutes. I am, uh, I am, you know, I'm using the the power of the posterior chain in my in the back of my back leg to keep myself steady. I'm using the muscles of my, uh, I'm using all of my abs, transverse abdominis, like my obliques. I'm using all the muscles in my back and to, to keep my body elevated. I'm actively looking to open my hips in multiple directions to turn the front leg out and lift my torso closer towards uh, vertical. You know, I'm doing this work. I'm in this pose. I'm moderating my breath. I am keeping my mind wherever it is that my focal point is. You get my point. That's the Vishnu phase, I'm actively in this yoga asana in this moment, I'm not just hanging out, I'm not just falling into it, I'm not just slopping around. So back to, I hope that analogy makes sense, my point here is that just it's not that you get into it and then kind of get lazy or get sloppy or let things kind of get soft and smushy around the edges. No, 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 you've made it, you've got yourself to this point and now your intention is to Stay in it, not let it erode, corrode, dilute, but to stay powerfully in it. And this is an incredibly beautiful place to be at in your business. This is where you can start to reap reward of the effort that's come before. So again, to use the uh, asana uh, analogy, you do all of that. You do all of the drills and you do all of the warming up and you do all of the opening and the stretching and the lengthening such that you can get yourself into Ekapada Rajakapada and stay there actively. If you didn't do all of that stuff, then depending on your own limitations and body type and yada, the pose wouldn't be as available to you for that same period of time. But once you're in it, it gets to be really beautiful because you've done the work to make it feel supported. You've done the work so that you know where you need to be. You've done the preparatory work so that you're more or less comfortable in the uh, in the in the ongoing nature of that pose. And this is where business gets to be very pleasurable. And I think actually it gets to be something that we need to be mindful of and at times, in fact, even uh, consciously foster, more intentionally seek to create. Because what we know for sure is that burnout, I mean, burnout in our industry is real, really real i've been talking to some um talking to a great really great teacher uh doing an interview for you guys that will be coming up in a few weeks uh earlier in the week and he was talking about how he's been going at it hard to get himself to where he is as a professional over the past four years really hard and he said that he has come very very close to burnout over that period of time and it's you know and and big things like you know relationships ending and and all of this sort of stuff and and how he has his friends that say hey guess what come out of your hole you need to just chill for a bit because that's going to lead you to burnout and the thing that you love the most will no longer be your your great passion burnout is real in our industry so to make sure that we avoid it we need to celebrate and aspire to uh, uh, stay in for a little longer than perhaps we might anticipate the Vishnu energy now, for all of you like Pitta, Dosha, um, you know, Gen Xs out there who are like you know, dealing with your perfectionism, this is not the same as slowing down. This doesn't mean you're taking your foot off the gas. It just means you've accelerated your car to 60 and now you're just in the freaking town zone and you're just going to drive at 60. That was a kilometers reference. I don't think you can drive 60 miles an hour in the town, but you, know, you get my point, right? Like you've done the and now you're just going to coast not taking your foot off the gas you're not slowing down you're not letting go of things but you are maintaining that level of effort that you have put into place now it won't feel like it won't have the same energetic uh frequency because it's not new anymore it's like when you first learned sarana Namaskar a that was freaking involved right or i like to say like soraya b hard enough when you're a beginner to get the fact that you're only allowed to take one breath each time you move your body or that you need to breathe when you move your body like for you know what it's like some beginners that's a (laughs) holding their breath for ages because they're trying to get it all together but then in that part in soraya b where actually you have to do two things on one breath what that's nuts that's nuts who does that down dog and step forward well you blow my mind like the first, well, so you learning that takes a lot of focus takes a lot of energy but once you know it that transition saraya namaskar B transition you just do it it's just what your body knows it doesn't take the same amount of energy you're still doing it you're still transitioning into the next shape you're still moving through the vinyasa But you're not expending the same level of energy. So this is what the Vishnu phase is. And I really want you to lovingly invite you today to consider where do where are you currently at in your business in that way? What have you already got down? What's systematized? What do you know how to do? Is it that you know that your newsletter goes out every two weeks, or do you know that you're, you know, you've built yourself a workshop teaching sequence and it happens once a month and your people know to sign up and you get there and you teach it and it's great and it's just fluid. Um, I don't know, is it your invoicing or is it the way that you rotate and wash your blankets? I don't know, but like, what, what is already in Vishnu phase for you in your business so far? Spend some time journaling on that. And then next, think about where am I at in my business where I still feel like I'm in that radical Brahma phase, like I'm pushing up the mountain, I'm learning, I'm assimilating new stuff, I'm trying it out, I'm retrying it, I'm having lots of ideas. and. And then, you know, from that list, discern where is that starting to feel uh, frazzled? Where is that starting to feel frayed? Where is that starting to feel like, in fact, the prana investment in is not um, well reflected in the prana return on that investment? Where are you maybe pushing too hard or where is something actually good enough? Where are you already doing enough and you can actually start to transition into Vishnu energy? You're not dropping the ball, but you've put the systems in place and they're working. And so let's just go with them working for now. Where can you afford yourself more of that preserver Mm -hmm. energy? Where can you afford yourself the same amount of output, but because you're not applying the beginner's mind, it doesn't have the same amount of energetic uh, input. You know, it's just the the B transition. Not hard anymore. Your body just knows how to do it. Where can you actually um, do something that you already know, rather than coming up with a whole new thing? Great example for a client of mine, former client last year. Uh, from the Keep Growing Mastermind she sent me a DM on Instagram to tell me that uh, her second ever retreat she's almost filled it and it's not happening till like I don't know when she sent me this message months into the future weekend retreat and we worked and we were working together we worked on making her first retreat and she really enjoyed doing that and she wanted to do it again and so one of the things we did before we finished up working together was plan okay what's the next retreat and and, and she was saying well we could go here we could try this and I like this venue and we could do something different in this way And I said, well, what about if you just did exactly the same thing again? And she was a bit nervous because she didn't know if people, you know, if if she could get the right amount of people again and if people would want to come back and, but she liked the venue and it was really easy to do last time and and she'd figured out how to do it well with the person that she was co-teaching or co-cooking with. So that's what she did. She did exactly the same thing again and it sold out months before it was set to happen. You know, that's. Vishnu in your business maybe you don't need to be making something different all the time maybe something that you've done before works really well so you should offer that again you know I talk about this concept a lot in um, uh, sequencing your classes you know always in Brahma always in Brahma, always creating something new always trying to be fancy and super creative and wowing your students with the incredible ways you can put stuff together but maybe actually they just need that same class again on Adho Mukha Svanasana actually because who doesn't always need that class always and anyone who says they doesn't they don't they need it (laughs) they need it so how can you afford yourself more of the sustainer the maintainer uh, archetype in your business how you show up as a yoga business owner where are you maybe Um, always looking for the bright, shiny object rather than going back to something that's tried and tested. Um, Where are you uh, sabotaging on your own systems? You've built something, but now I'm just going to try something else. Oh, I was going to use PayPal, but you know what, I might try Stripe. Why not? Or, you know, Hootsuite seemed to be working just fine, but Amy said buffer, so I'm going to do that. Or I've got this Weebly website, you know, it's all right, but, but maybe it's actually about Squarespace. Does it really have to change? Does it really have to change? Is what you've got good enough? Do you really need to go rewrite your website about your retreat, create more stuff, or is it the fact that you're not being consistent showing up with your Instagram stories, for example, the reason that more people aren't signing up for your retreat? Do you need to go and create something new or perhaps could you continue to simply implement what you already have in the mix and be more consistent with it? Different feeling tone, different energy requirement. Um, it's my, for those of us that that, I mean, I'm I'm like this. I'm, I'm you know, I, I love new ideas. And oh my god, let me go to this conference, and I'm gonna learn from that person, I'm gonna listen to this podcast, and I'm gonna read that book. Like, yes, fuel me up. Um and i also realized that if i was going to go implement all of that stuff all of the time i would be exhausted um i would never give anything long enough to actually start seeing the the you know the 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 flowers transitioning into the fruit to to misquote paramhansa yogananda you know i would never have the i would never be in maintenance in in um In that sustainer energy, long enough to know if what I was doing was actually working. This, the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat, this is the sixth time I've taught the same retreat. And now it's really joyful and pleasurable. And and I know that people will come, and I don't have any anxiety about if it's going to fill up or not, or what I'm going to do when I get there, or what happens if someone has a peanut allergy, or what. Like, I I don't. Because I've done it five times now. And And I've taught at that venue m- more times again uh, with other things, and it's something that I love to do. I look forward to it it doesn't I'm not doing the okay, great, exciting, I'm going to make a whole new retreat. Uh, there are times when I do do those things, but there are also by design landmarks in my business that are rinse and repeat one because they work, two because I love them, and three because it's good for my nervous system, man. You know, there is something incredibly um, nourishing about going back to the familiar. There is something so down regulating to um, persist with an activity or an action or a mindset rather than create a new one. So, I'm going to finish this up here, folks, but I think, and I want to thank my clients for raising this as a podcast topic for the week. Because I think it's really um, important for us to remember that the nature of business is cyclical, right? Things are, it's the nature of the universe. We're always moving through revelation um, and concealment. We're always moving through creation, maintenance, destruction. This is the way that everything goes. Uh, There would be no compost if this wasn't the case, right, (laughs) You know, this is the nature of the universe. Uh, And so, of course, it's also going to be how it's also going to be the nature of your business, both at the big strategic level and also at the micro. You could be in various different stages of if we think about the, the Trinity here, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, you could be at any of those stages with individual tasks, with different students, with different classes, with different events. Um, And then overall, you might be in different feeling tones or attitudes or energy levels around your business at a much bigger picture level. And all of it is really normal. And all of it is always moving different rates. You might have years in the Vishnu state. I know for my business, the first six months when I quit my corporate job, I had six months to replace that income pronto. That was six months of Brahma. Six months of six days a week, 12 hours a day, go for it. And thank goodness after that, I entered into the Vishnu phase <laughs> at the big picture level. Um, there's always new things. I'm always coming up with new ideas and that happens at the smaller level. But, but I'm intentionally looking to, to um, foster more of that Vishnu energy in my business so that I can enjoy it, so that I am coasting. I am, I am pleasantly on the plateau. How can you do the same in your business? What might that look like? uh and know that none of these will um none of none of these states will will remain forever. The nature is that they continue to move things will turn to shit that's just how it goes. Things will release and dissolve and 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 compost and decay <laughs> you'll say no to things you'll decide that you're not going to do that again when you get to the shiver encoded part of being a business owner normal but for today. Take some time, like a really double down dog dare you to actually get your journal and actually turn off everything and actually sit still and make some lists. What's in Brahma stage that you want to transition? What have you, what have you built to a point that it is good enough to keep it as it is? Where are you tinkering with stuff that's actually fine already? Stop it. Stop it, get your hands off it, put it down. It's good. Your retreat page is good. Your teacher training sales page is good. Just start being consistent, talking about it on social media. Now, when are you actually distracting yourself from success by lingering too long in Brahma and creation energy when you need to move into sustained, consistent action, Vishnu? And then where in your business would you actually like to intentionally move into Vishnu energy? What have you been working on that you're kind of done with and you would, and you maybe need to finish it up, polish it off, and then move it so that it, um, you can move more into that down-regulated energy of showing up, doing the do, and then being complete with it. Hope this has been useful, folks. It's been fun talking to you about business and, I don't know, the gods. Why not? What else would Amy like to do on a Thursday? have a fantastic rest of your week don't forget registrations are happening seriously for the abundant yoga teacher retreat 2020 check it out at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats as always if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast love it if you are if you subscribed and left me a review makes a big difference to my business and helps me and my team do what we do take care everybody Bye bye i hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar want more from me subscribe to this podcast or follow me on insta at amy yoga biz coach talk again soon